Hello and you're listening to Tech and Tonic again. And this is episode 19. I've checked this time. Okay, and we are on episode 19. Just one more episode to episode 20. Yay! And with me is Jeevan. I'm Darwin, obviously. Okay. Uh yeah, I promised that we would have a guest today, but everyone that we've asked for today is not very free today, so we can only get a guest next week. But at least we know who our guest is next week. Can you guess, Jivin? Abel? Hey no, Vern. Yeah, it's Vernon. It's Vernon, not Vernon, sorry. It's Vernon Chan. Vernon. He appeared in one of our episodes before, I think in episode two, if I'm not wrong. So uh, he will give us his insights of tech and see, let's see what happens this week, you know? Mm-hmm. And from that, we move on to what has happened last week. Technically, if you see that we didn't publish any um, YouTube video for the weekly roundup, like the, our tech and download, that's also because not that much has happened last week, technically. Yeah, right? last week yeah. was quite quiet oh yeah but there are a few significant things that we were very interested and very excited about one of them is that oneplus nord is actually coming to malaysia and that was announced last week yeah the oneplus nord is coming to malaysia and also uh we might be getting a lot more mid-range devices thanks to the oneplus nord i'm actually excited for it yeah I am actually excited for it. It's just that uh, OnePlus with their budget smartphones, uh, it hasn't really worked, right? But yeah, we yeah. are quite excited to see. The OnePlus X was a bit painful, but I think they are, from what we know from the rumors, they are headed in the right direction with this round. Yeah, it sounds like it. I hope they are in the right direction. And I hope that OnePlus can finally be, you know, budget smartphones again. Like compared mm-hmm. to flagships and their own flagship is so expensive, you know. Yeah, so yeah. I hope. Yeah, and I also like the fact that they are saying that the OnePlus, uh, the OnePlus Nord is a new beginning for the company. Ooh, so yeah. it sounds like they are... Flagship killers will not be apples to apples anymore. They'll be competing a lot uh, more directly in the mid-range uh, yeah. segment. So it's probably back to roots, but let's see what's what from OnePlus in the coming months. And then Canon actually shook up our, you know, our bums a bit because, oh, they released an 8k camera well an 8k capable camera and it's not a video camera it's a photography camera it's a professional or semi-professional or advanced enthusiast camera they call it and it's called the canon r5 yeah even have you seen it no i want (laughs) to see it so here's the thing right uh i've checked with a few dealers in malaysia and they actually haven't got the unit yet so they cannot tell us what it's like uh i have seen some videos on youtube on the hands-on like peter mckinnon actually had uh his hands on the r5 and r6 a few months prior 
to the launch, which is quite amazing. But the most amazing thing is that the Canon R5 is now technically, in my opinion, the best mirrorless camera that you can have. And this is comparing yeah. to the long reign that we always say that, oh, if you want to go mirrorless, or Sony. you should go the route of Sony's, right? Sony. Sony yeah, even, Sony. even when the Canon EOS R was launched, we kind of liked it, but we still kind of liked the Sony slightly better because, I don't know, they, they just feel slightly better, they perform slightly better. But the Canon EOS R5, my goodness, it just—it's mind blowing. Like, it's mind blowing. I was actually, <laughs> I actually, I was actually surprised Canon took note of a lot of the criticisms from the Canon EOS, yeah, EOS R. Like, yeah, and they actually came up with a product that addressed every single, nearly every single one of the criticisms that was, uh, put against the EOS R. Except for one price. <laughs> that it's... one Yeah. So on retail on retail you're getting the Canon EOS R at seventeen thousand nine hundred and ninety nine ringgit. Okay. It's Ouch. not cheap. And that's not considering the lens. Okay, so most of these high end semi professional cameras don't really come with lenses anymore when you buy them. Because the assumption is that you're going to have better lenses than their kit lens, obviously, right? But at the same time, when you're buying a new mirrorless camera from Canon or from Nikon, let's say, you actually are getting yourself into a whole new lens ecosystem as well because you can't really use the EF mount lenses on the Canons except if you already have the converters to RF mount. But the RF mount is supposed to be higher quality, la, so you're also paying for that kind of quality, you know? Mm -hmm. And then they also but... released the Canon EOS R6. Yep. Yeah. And that's a big improvement over the EOS R. And it's more similar to what the EOS R is. So it's like an evolution rather than like a step down version of the Canon, uh, uh, Canon EOS R5, right? Yeah, but I at the same time I'm like, if it's a follow up to the EOS R, why didn't you just name it a Mark II or the EOS R one? Jump all the way to six. Yeah, I, I don't get it too. <laughs> but right. It's Canon, you know, it's Canon. But anyway, they even with the EOS R six, they have like improved ergonomics compared to the EOS R. Apparently nobody liked that touch screen thing or no, that touch panel thing for you to increase your ISO or, you know, you can set the settings, whatever. Nobody liked that mm -hmm. apparently. So yeah. it feels more like a Canon camera now. With the dial and all that. Correct. And it kind of looks quite good in my opinion. It looks... It actually looks a lot more palmable than a lot of the mirrorless cameras. No, there. yeah. And that's the thing, right? Um, so the EOS R5 and the R6 is still using the same battery that you can get for, uh, like, let's say, a Canon EOS 5D. It's the exact same battery. And then, but because the battery is bigger, so they have to make the body a bit bigger, right? So compared to the Sony, there's a lot more heft 
on the Canon EOS R5 and R6 but that also makes it feel or ergonomically it makes it better because you can hold it for longer and you have somewhere to rest your pinky at least yes. in my opinion and this yep. considering my my hands are quite small uh, considering uh, it's a lot of good improvements over the EOS R I think when we had hands on with the EOS R both of us were a bit like it's neither here nor there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, for the Canon EOS R, when we reviewed it, um, we've lost the review somewhere, I think. But when we reviewed it, we like the kind of comfort that it gives. Okay, we don't really like the heft of it because it's much heavier than what we're used to with a mirrorless camera. But yeah, it's more comfortable to grip. It, we can actually shoot it for longer because the battery is much bigger. It's I think twice the size. And it's a lot more comfortable to use. It's just that we still kind of like the Sony better. But I think with yeah. the Canon EOS R5 and R6, we might sway back to Canon a little bit. <laughs> I, I think, think one of the biggest factors for me when it came to the EOS, original EOS R, it was just the heft of it was, it felt very light compared to the rest of it. And it felt like a toy to me. Really? Like I actually the... felt that it's very solid. To me. To me, at least. I felt even that it the... was a really good attempt. It, even the feel of it didn't feel like a cannon to me. I don't know why. Really? Oh, yeah. no. you were. I, I think you're confusing that with the M50. Is it? Yeah, Maybe. the M50 felt more like a toy. Especially the white Maybe. color... The white color camera. The white color version of it. Because we Maybe. when we reviewed the M50, remember I told you that the white color doesn't match at each panel? Yeah. Yeah, and that felt like a real toy <laughs> compared to what you're paying for it. Yeah. Yeah, so that I think you con you're confusing that with the M50, but it's okay. It's quite a while already that we've yeah. touched Canon cameras for now. Uh, the last one we've touched was the Canon EOS RP, the smaller version of the Canon EOS R. Uh, let's move it on because last week we also see a very big announcement from Samsung. Not really an announcement, kind of like a leak, right? And we know that Samsung has said that they are going to have their unpacked event in the coming month on the 5th of August to be exact. Right, and they yeah. are going to be revealing. Jivan, you wanna do the honors? The Note Twenty and the Note Twenty Plus. Mm. So and they are going to be more than that also, lah. Right. Yeah, we've got a whole slew of devices actually, like rumored to be launched at the same time. But I think for also the me, Galaxy Fold Two. <laughs> Galaxy Fold 2, there is the Galaxy Flip, the Galaxy Z Flip 5G, there is the Galaxy Buds. I can't yeah, the Buds Play, right? The Buds Play or something yeah, like that. Yeah, Buds Play. Yeah. I, I call it the Galaxy Beans. Well, it looks but, like Sony's, um, Sony's uh, SP700. Yeah. Yeah, and it looks, it literally looks like, you know, those magic beans from Jack and the Beanstalk. Yeah, yeah, even the case looks like a bean. Well, like yeah, a exactly. enlarged version of the beans, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or at least so, that's what the renders look like. That's the renders. It, 
it looks like Samsung is going to be really, really busy with uh, Unpacked. And they also aren't... Uh, they are not taking part in IFA. Uh, recently, IFA said that they are going to have a special version of IFA with limited people and stuff like that. But I think Samsung is being prudent and saying uh, we're not going to take part. This is our Galaxy Unpacked. The thing about the Note 20 is Samsung needs to put a plug in the leaks. I think to date, we probably have the best look and best information we've ever had when it comes to leaks. Yeah, so I they are bringing back the copper color. That's oh. that's what I saw, right? At least the renders are like, oh yeah, they're going to bring back the copper color. They're going to bring back the copper color copper for the Note looks 20. so good. I mean, I'm using the Note 9, okay? And I prefer the copper color just because it's different, one thing. And then another thing is that it looks good. It looks properly good when we saw it for the first time. Yeah, but, and the, the copper looks more premium than even the Aurora Glow from last year. Correct. I feel like that lah, okay. Even but at the same time when I look at the renders, the copper color on the Note 20 looks more pink than brown, so I'm not so sure how it'll turn out. I hope that it's not pink. I really hope so. It looks to me it looks a lot like the rose gold of old. Yeah, like correct. So not... it looks more pink. <laughs> yeah, but that could also be because of the renders. Yeah, it could be. It could be. So we cannot if you take look that wholeheartedly. The, if you look at the render for the Galaxy Bean, it's not as pink as the Galaxy Note 20. Correct. Correct. So we don't actually know how it will exactly look just yet. But what is the rumored specs? What do you think we'll get from the Note 20? So one thing I'm really happy about when it comes to the rumored specs is it's not coming with a million cameras for you to choose from. So, it, from rumors, we are seeing that it's at most coming with a triple camera setup, which I think makes the most sense for a Note because the Note has always been something that was geared towards productivity and, to, and creativity. And to be very honest, on the Galaxy... S20 Ultra having more did not bring mean that the camera could put, perform a lot better. Yeah, that is true, right? And it'll come with 5G as standard this time, okay? The Galaxy Note 20 series. So it's not yeah. just one phone anymore, it's like I think at least three phones on the yeah. Note 20 front, right? You're getting the Galaxy Note 20, the regular one, the Note 20 Plus. And the Note 20 Ultra, just like the Galaxy S lineup now. And yep. obviously, if you want the top spec of the top spec, you know, like the best of the best, you're going to want to go for the Note 20 Ultra. It's just that the rumors are, you know, touting two kinds of spec or at least two kinds of screen, unlike the Galaxy S from what I see la, at least. Yeah, so it's, it's a 6.4 inch and a 6.8 inch. Yeah, and if I rem remember uh, correctly, the one of the rumors said that the Galaxy Note 20, the regular one, will not be coming with a curved screen, which is a good thing for the Note. Yeah, we... Uh, 
I'm I'm gonna be very honest here. I'm not very very big fan of the curved screen, even when they introduced it with the Note Nine, with the Note Eight, uh, with the Note. They didn't have a Note Eight, did they? Yeah, they they did have the Note Eight, right? And the Note Eight continued that whole curved screen display with the Note, and I don't really fancy it, just for the reason that because I can't actually write properly on it. <laughs> So with the Note Twenty, like I'm using the Note Twenty Plus, the amount of mm-hmm. curve they have on the Note Twenty Plus, at uh, Note Twenty, the Note Ten Plus, actually makes sense because it doesn't get in the way of you writing, but it makes the phone a lot more easy to hold in one hand. It does, okay, but I still like that flat screen. I I I don't know. I just still like that flat screen to write on. At, yeah, at least with phones with stylus, right? It just feels more comfortable to or more natural, you know? Yeah. So the 5G part of the phone is going to be powered by either the Exynos 990 or the Qualcomm Snapdragon 865. So for Malaysia, I think we can expect safely expect the Samsung Exynos 990 variant. Um, yeah. They have brought in a Snapdragon variant before with the Samsung Galaxy S3 if, or S4, if I'm not wrong. But they haven't brought the Qualcomm Snapdragon variants here for a while now. So we don't have to expect that. RAM size, yeah. you're going to get about 12 gigabytes. It's huge. And this is at 12 least for or the 16, Note 20. actually. Uh, from the room, so there are a few rumors out there, right? From what I'm seeing, it's 12 at the maximum. Um, even if it's 12, it's already, I think, too much. <laughs> too much, right? Yeah. And the thing about it is, Android, I think, you while it's very RAM-hungry, at the same time, if you're using stock Android, it works on things like the Nokia 8.1, which has, like, what, 3 gigs, 4 gigs of RAM? Perfectly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so 12 gigs oh. of RAM is a lot of RAM to give room for One UI 2.1. Yeah, and but I think the large RAM, you know, the contribution of the RAM, I think will work only when you actually plug it into a display to use it as a DeX, desktop experience for Samsung yeah. at least. At least that's what I think it should do. But we have tried using DeX, although we really like it. We will go back to our own laptops because it's more powerful and you don't need to plug it into a display. And well, it's still portable I, anyway, you know. Dex is also available on laptops now. And to be very honest, it makes more sense than using the Your Phone feature on Microsoft. Yeah, at least for Samsung phones. Yeah, and the biggest thing that I think will make a lot of difference in a Note is the 120 hertz refresh rate. So when it came to the S20... Across the board, I think the 120 hertz did not really make a dent when it came to whether it's more affordable, whether it's better to use and stuff like that. In fact, the S20 Ultra, I feel, is more clunky and slower than my Note 10 Plus. No, but and that's Note a reason Plus, why to that, right? There's a yeah, reason why to at, that. Yeah. At 120 hertz refresh rate, you don't expect to see stuttering in the UI. No, but that's also because the UI uh, on the Samsung Galaxy S20, uh, the S20, right? Yeah. So at least 
in my opinion, the UI that's made for the S20 is made to run on 30 hertz, on 60 hertz at the maximum, and at a maximum resolution of 144, 0, uh, 1440p. That's the right way to pronounce it, right? Yeah, 1440, 1440p at least, right? And when you're turning the UI up to 120 hertz, uh, you are only getting full HD, which yeah. could be the reason why the UI feel a bit more clunky and a bit messier, I feel. It's not only messier, I feel like even with the 120 hertz, a lot of people say that it feels a lot smoother, but I have had so much stuttering with the S20 Ultra. Yeah, well, one UI isn't made for 120 hertz at a time. Hopefully, it does. Yeah, that. hopefully, so hopefully. My, my expectation for the Note, given that it's a refined version of the S in the previous years, is that it should they have always tuned be. it up. <laughs> it should always tuned, be <laughs> tuned it up to handle that 120 hertz because you can shove 120 hertz into everything, but if you haven't optimized for it, what's the point? Yeah, that's one thing. What I expect from it is that pretty copper color because it seems to be their official color from their banner, you know, Samsung Galaxy Unpacked banner. It's yeah. a copper splash kind of thing. So I do expect that to look a bit better um, than I, others. This is going to be their signature color, obviously. I, I think it's also because last year, everybody was asking where what happened to the copper and whether they would bring it back. Because it looks so good. It looks so pretty. I prefer that color over their signature blue, their ocean blue color when it launched, yep. right? And I also expect them to fix their multi-window experience. I really got annoyed when, when they updated to One UI 2.0 and the whole multi-screen experience on the Note 9 and the Note 10 is broken. It's annoying. But that I is use multi window also... a lot, right? And because of that, I don't use uh, multi windows anymore. But it's also a problem with the way Android has put, uh, has affected multi window because initially Samsung was doing their own thing, and now they're basically following what Android ha it has stock in Android. Yeah, because because they got lazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah, Samsung's way of implementing multi-window was more intuitive. It was oh, a simple so much drag more. and drop. Correct. And you can have two different different windows and having them function at the same time. Very intuitively, even using your pen, using your fingers, whatever. Okay. Right now, you have to go into the multitasking menu and you have to drag and drop. Not even drag and drop. You have to press and hold and go to multi-window. It's annoying. It's really annoying. Yeah. It's, and it's never a simple drag and drop anymore. And I think also the when it comes to the note, I think we should be able to do a little bit more with our screen real estate. Exactly. Because we're getting huge uh, screens. Yeah, we're getting nearly seven inches this round. And to be very honest, if we're getting about seven inches, we should be able to do at least three multi windows. Well, maybe not three, but bigger screens means better multi-window in the sense that 
even if you have two windows, it looks better, right? Yeah. It looks cleaner. It looks easier to work with. Maybe you don't need three windows because three windows would really clunk up the UI and your workspace, right? But I think for two windows, seven inch is quite perfect. I mean, you're not holding a tablet. Yeah, if you're holding a tablet, true. then it makes sense, lah, right? But also, Samsung has done a lot of things that make sense with their bigger form factors. So I'm waiting to see what UI elements they actually introduce with the Note. Oh, oh, another thing that we might, you know, we might have forgotten about is the involvement of AMD. Yeah, I'm actually interested to see whether RDNA is going to make it into this round of devices thing is, or... The rumors are not saying it. That's the thing, right? The rumors are not saying that AMD has any involvement in the launch. But the rumors of the past have been saying that, oh yeah, AMD and Samsung has collaborated and we might see a Radeon-powered Note 20. Do you think that'll happen? I hope it does because it would mean that you can actually process videos in the on the fly and... That is something and do it I think, properly, right? Yeah, and that is something I think both of us would really enjoy. Hmm, I would really enjoy that. I would really, really enjoy that factor, uh, that that function. The other thing we're seeing with the Galaxy Note, uh, twenty rumors is that we are seeing about. So the Galaxy Note twenty seems to only be coming with one hundred twenty eight gigs. Where else the twenty plus and the ultra seems to be coming with two five six or five one two, but we've also seen like in with the Note ten and ten plus, we had a one terabyte version which joined the market not soon after. Yeah, so we are expecting them to launch the one terabyte one as well. Although I'm not so sure why you need one terabyte for a smartphone. I really don't. I I really don't see the point. <laughs> <laughs> Well, everybody everybody always believes bigger is better, but yeah. Yeah, you but really honestly, you don't even need 512 gigabytes on on your smartphone, let alone 1 terabyte. Yeah, I don't think well, so. I really don't. Well, if you are the type not to clear out your memes and your WhatsApp message pictures and stuff like that, yeah, you will use up your space really fast. That's on you, though. (laughs) At the same time, I think one of the biggest rumors is that Samsung is fitting a 40 megapixel front-facing camera on the Galaxy Note. Oh, yeah, about that. I'm... I'm a lot of people... Well, a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, the selfie camera, you know, and stuff like that. But at the same time, both of us are not very big selfie fans. We don't do a lot of selfies. If you read our reviews, you can tell, or if you even see our sample photos for selfies, we're not the best at taking selfies. But at the yeah. same time, why do you need 40 megapixel on a selfie for? Yeah, and to be very honest, it's the smallest sensor you can fit on the phone because it's on the front. You don't have much space there. And 40 megapixels does not mean that you're going to get super sharp, super crisp images. Yeah, you're still limited to the size of the sensor. Yeah, and if Samsung is doing that weird uh, uh, quintuplet uh, 
pixel per pixel thing, the hybrid pixels, you are effectively getting a 10 megapixel picture from a 40 megapixel sensor. Well, technically, a lot of these photos where you take on your phone are compressed to 12 megapixels already anyway. Most of your selfies will be compressed to 8 megapixels. So, why do you need 4 yeah. megapixels again? At the same time, I know a lot of a lot of our listeners and a lot of our readers may be looking forward to having a really sharp selfie. But we've seen in the past that megapixels are not necessarily what drives a good picture. Exactly. Also, there's still no 3.5mm jack. Bummer. Yeah. Now, we, we've, we understand the progress of, you know, not having 3.5mm jack. Even notebook manufacturers like PC manufacturers like Asus is also moving away from 3.5mm jacks. And that's also because everyone now have at least a Bluetooth sort of headphone device that they can use. And I can completely understand that. I can completely appreciate it. And Bluetooth technology has improved a lot over the years. And audio over Bluetooth is amazing today, right? Compared to, like, what, two years ago, three years ago? And we are getting another new Bluetooth headphone from Sony anyway. We are expecting the Mark IV of the 1000... The... Mark the WHX one thousand or oh, is it WH one thousand X? Right, yeah. I can't remember the name properly, but we're expecting a new version of that, and they they say that it's supposed to come with better audio quality and better noise cancelling. Now that's the benefit of Bluetooth headphones, right? So I can yeah. understand the appeal, but not for all a of production, us have a thousand ringgit to throw. Away. Yeah, but even then. If you're in a production house and you prefer something to monitor your stuff with, I still think that nothing replaces a cable. Yeah, but at the same time we're talking, I think when it comes to phones, there's a lot of movement towards going digital. While digital audio is a lot higher fidelity, I think it also becomes a lot colder, a lot more robotic if that makes sense. It's not as warm as having your traditional sound systems. It's not as natural. That's what that I is true. It's not as natural, right? But anyway, people have already been digitizing their stuff. And if you really want, like, you know, uh, the pure audio experience, you really have to, like, invest in old gear, antique gear, and stuff like that. So, yeah. Even today, if you say that, oh yeah, listening experience on, you know, those uh, vinyl plates is still the best, I would argue otherwise. It's just nostalgic and it's a bit yep. different because the sound signature is different from every player and every speaker. But yeah, in video I'm... production houses, we really want something that's high resolution and natural and neutral. That's what we want. Speaking of video production, the... Note 20 is rumored to come with the same 108 megapixel camera that we saw on the S20. Which also. means we get 8K video as well. Yes, 8K video at 24p. Yeah, well, you can't have everything. But, but at the same time, my question would be, are you going to be producing 8K content without the stabilization, without all the perks of 
4K and Full HD video or uh, content on your phone? Well, you might not know. They probably would have, you know, stabilized or at least make the software a bit clever to stabilize 8K videos. Although I doubt that. I doubt, I highly doubt that. If you yeah. really want to produce an 8K, go get the Canon EOS R5. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And, but the thing I am actually excited about is that this 180, uh, 180, 108 108. megapixel... Uh, ca- uh, sensor is paired with a telephoto and an ultra wide, which we know Samsung has been really good at executing. Yeah, so the they are not time, the best at telephoto, but their ultra wide sensors have been amazing. Uh, at least yeah. we really like their implementation. Uh, but one thing that I am excited about for the Note Twenty Plus and Note Twenty Ultra when it comes to their camera setup is laser fo- autofocus. So, well, yeah. So it's yeah. not the fastest autofocus, but it's fast enough for a smartphone. It's very fast. Yeah, and it also makes sure that you get proper like depth features and a properly focused image all the time. Correct. And because you're u- not just using one sensor, right? You're using three sensors. Laser autofocus is usually the way to go. If yeah. you're talking about smart, um, if you're talking about proper cameras like the Canon EOS R5, the Canon EOS R6, or the Sony A7, you know, the Alpha 7, or Nikon's um, D7500 or something like that, right? If you're using a single single sensor, you can use the dual face or even the dual pixel kind of um, autofocus. And Canon has improved that on the EOS R5 and the EOS R6, right? But for a multi-sensor setup, you really can't rely on that because which sensor do you rely on? It's more technical than that. There's a lot more technicality towards that, but laser autofocus is the best way to go for multi-sensor setup. Yeah, and I actually think Samsung has done it quite well in the past. We've seen them do it, I think, in the Note 7? And the yeah, Note we 7 don't really talk had... about the Note 7. <laughs> But one thing you need to give it to them with the Note 7 is the Note 7 actually had a really good camera. Oh yeah, it did. It did. It, for the short time that we had with it, you know, it did produce some really great results. Yeah. Or at least we really liked it. We really liked it. And it made sense to have a camera that tuned for a smartphone in a smartphone of the Note's caliber. Yep. Anyway, I think that is all the time we have for today's podcast um the galaxy unpacked event will happen on the 5th of august uh this year obviously you know you can watch it live on samsung's own website and this is a global launch it's not a local launch so you might have to stay up a little bit because they are following new york time if i'm not wrong yeah Um, but it's not too bad actually this year yeah, so they're going to be, you know, announcing a few stuff other than the Note 20. Uh, they're going to be looking like announcing the Galaxy Fold 2, Z Flip 5G, we've mentioned that. But they're also going to be re- looking to release a new tablet to replace the, S- the Tab S6, right? So it's looking like they're going to release the Tab S7 and the Tab S7 Plus and a new Galaxy Watch. That's what they say, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... We're not going to talk about the price just yet because there's no clear indication of what the price is so there far. There is one t- one indication though. 
Eh, let's and not. It'll be, <laughs> that'll be cheaper. Yeah, let's let's not get into that just yet because <laughs> we are not too sure, right? Um, when especially when they say it's cheaper, it's difficult to believe. It's really difficult to believe sometimes. We yeah. can believe that if it's the same price, if it's cheaper, it's great. But we don't know. Hopefully, it will be cheaper. But that is all we have for today. We cannot speculate too much. We don't like speculating too much. But this is what we got from the leaks, from the rumored prices, not prices, sorry, the, from the rumored specs, and the rumors surrounding the phone, and at least from yeah. the poster, lah, right? So. Yeah, that is it for today's Tech and Tonic podcast. I hope you have enjoyed your time. Thank you for listening in. You know, we will be on Spotify for you. We will have a few specials coming up. We are going to be interviewing Red Hat, uh, and we're going to be talking to them about the whole COVID situation. And hopefully, they give us some really, really good insights about how companies are adapting to the COVID situation at this time. And maybe you can learn something from that too. And yep. that will be a tag end special for later this week or next week. If, yeah, and if you haven't uh caught up with our previous episodes, we've also had a special with uh, what's his name? Uh, Eddie Guyanis from Alienware talking about the legend industrial design, and how, what goes into designing a gaming laptop over at Alienware. Yeah, that would be interesting. That is an interesting listen to go through. I mean, I've listened to it, so obviously I have, right? So, <laughs> yeah. So we have a lot of things coming up. Uh, if you go to our YouTube channel this week, you will see the Galaxy A seventy one, uh, video review, being uploaded, and we've got a few more video reviews coming up actually. Yeah. So if you have any feedback, or if you want to know about anything, if you want to um, ask how we do our podcast, or you know if there's any topics that you want to know about that you want to see on the channel, do let us know. Do reach out to us via email or via Facebook, Twitter, or even Instagram. You know we are Tech and TV across all these channels, and of course follow us, subscribe, go to our website and see our. Other work, you know, www.techent.tv. And, and with don't that, forget to, don't forget to rate our podcast on whichever platform you are on. Oh yeah, please do. Um, and of course, follow us and listen to us more, lah. You know, more support yeah. means better, right? So, yeah, you know all that drill. We're not going to bother you with that drill. Thank you for listening again. Uh, I'm Darwin and Jivan. We're signing out. We'll see you next week.